0: So if you paid for it, my mindset was, well, I've paid for it. So then I've got to show up. I've got to do my best. I've got to give the training my all.
1: Diz Runs Radio, episode 1190 starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and life and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey, y'all. Real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, today's episode is brought to you by Be Ready on Race Day, the book I wrote uh, a little while back. I think it's still actually useful and relevant. Uh, Because I think races are still happening and training for races hasn't, uh, you know, changed earth shatteringly in the last handful of years. So good principles a handful of years ago, probably still good principles these days. If you haven't heard me talk about Be Ready on Race Day before, what it is, is uh, basically a guidebook, a step-by-step process. The step-by-step process that I use when someone, uh, you know, hires me as their coach and and we're working together, we're getting things going in terms of, you know, just getting building the plan right fleshing things out making it making it happen with the idea of how can we be as close to absolutely perfectly ready on race day as possible what what steps do we go through how do we adjust the plan as needed which maybe maybe is uh, the most important chapter in the book I don't know I mean you know to each their own but I think that one's that one's up there um but you know if 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 hiring me or hiring another coach isn't in the mix for you right now please Please, 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 don't just rely on some one-size-fits-all half-baked training plan. Those things are out there. Obviously, people can use them and, and have, have finished races with them. But get if you're going to get one of those, get the book as well. You know, Spend the $15 to get the book. $15 for a training plan, I think, not too bad. And oh, by the way, the book, you can keep using forever. But you get the book, you read through it, and then you take that one-size-fits-all plan and tweak it and adjust it and actually make it one size not one size the size that fits you and who cares if it fits everybody else it doesn't need to fit anybody else right so you take be ready on race day use the principles in there build on the foundation or the framework of the one size fits all plan tweak it adjust it make it your own and again maybe most importantly when life happens when you need to adjust down the road you'll have confidence in how to make those adjustments and not be second guessing well should i have done this should i have done that should i have not you know what no, you'll just read the book. You'll have a good idea of how to make the adjustments. You'll make the adjustments and keep going on towards your race. So if you haven't gotten the book yet, be ready on race day.com is the website. You can also get it on Amazon. Just search for be ready on race day in the, uh, you know, the old Amazon search browser. One click it, get that joker sent to you or, or just get it on your tablet, right? You'll get show up on your Kindle immediately. Can't do a whole lot better than that. So be ready on race day. Easy read, hopefully a useful read. Uh and it's available for you, uh, you know, today. Like I said, Be Ready on Race.com. You can get some sample chapters there as well if you want to get a little bit more of a feel of what's going on in the book. Um, but check it out. And now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode of the show. Hey y'all. Uh, my guest today is a lady that uh, has has found herself over the last handful of years and running has played a big part in uh that process and, and in her journey. Um since twenty twenty, she uh Has lost something in the neighborhood of 180 pounds. Goodness gracious. She's lost a person and totally transformed her health along the way. Uh, Earlier this year, she set a goal for herself of running a marathon every month. Um, And I believe as we're recording this, she's somewhere either just done or planning to do number seven in a row. um, And has already kind of got an eye towards testing out the ultra waters next spring. So, uh, again, I mean, just just one of those amazing stories, and I'm looking forward to hearing more about how how, how her and why, I guess, maybe her life has changed so dramatically uh, in such a, a short time. Uh, so let's get this thing officially going by welcoming Ms. Danielle Thompson to the show. So thanks for joining us today, Danielle. I really appreciate it.
0: Hello. And thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm excited and uh, y'all if you enjoyed today's episode and, and would like to kind of follow along with Danielle and, and you know her future, obviously, you know, already planning out first ultra marathon and who knows what else and, and all kinds of inspiration and things like that on the social medias, Instagram and Twitter, uh, her handle there, same thing, both places. We always appreciate the same handle in all the places. It's at Wow. Wow. Danielle. So wow. Wow. W-O-W-W-O-W-D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E. Wow. Wow. Danielle on the socials. Disruns.com slash 1190. I'll get you back to the show notes for today. Of course, we'll have Danielle's social media handles linked up there. Uh, anything else we talk about today, links and photos and all, all the things as we usually do. Uh, Disruns.com slash 1190 for the show notes for today. So Danielle, the way we always start off each episode of the show is with a, a simple question. Um as in it's simple to ask cuz it's like literally like seven words or something like that. But sometimes it's an easy one to answer as well. Sometimes it's a little bit more complicated because I mean, quite frankly, there's been more than a few people that are like, "I don't know if I can choose just one." But whatever. We'll we'll try to go with one if we got to go with two, we'll go with two. But uh the question is, what is your favorite distance to race and why?
0: That would be 26.2. All right. Uh, All right. You know, it's become a a distance of love and hate. Oh. Um, When I started out just running barely three years ago, you know, I started my first race was a 10K and crossing that finish line just gave me that ultimate runner's high. The cheering, the crowds, the people, I loved it. I love that feeling. And well, since then, I've just been continuing to chase bigger goals. I'm not a fan of really caring about PRs or speed, um, I feel anyone can lace up their shoes and hit the ground running. And I'm out there for the challenge. Um, distance, for me, I barely get warmed up at a couple miles. You know, I t- before I'm warmed up, it's I'm six miles in before I'm warmed up. And, you know, I just progressed in going from a 10K, and then I went to a half marathon. And my crazy running friends are all like, you should do 26. And I'm just like... <laughs> No, I can't. And I'm a kind of a person that's fueled by people's, um, you can't do that type personality. And lots of people that were, you know, who knew me were like, you can't do that. That's not possible for you. And well, so I signed up for 26.2 at the Seattle Marathon in November of last year. And well, I was hooked.
1: Got it done. Got it done. And, yeah. and, uh, I mean, goodness, it's, it's, you know, I totally feel you with the, it takes, you know, it takes a handful of miles, five, six miles before you really start to, to feel good sometimes. And, and, uh, which I guess kind of fuels my, I don't want to say hatred. Cause that's too strong. My disdain, my dislike mm-hmm. of like a 5k race, because you got to go, you got to go run for, you know, at least 5k before the race starts so that you can run a good 5k. And then even then you're, you know, it's just, it's just too short to, and, and, you know, I am one that maybe is a little bit guilty of trying to push the pace. If I'm going to, if I'm going to race, like let's race. And so 5k, you just got to, you just, you know, it's so hard from the beginning.
0: Um, Truly. And I think my, my love of that distance really kind of evolved because I started out in this running, hating it. Mm, right. <laughs> um, I always made fun of runners. I'm not going to lie there. <laughs> I'm very open about that is I had a whole bunch of friends that were like all running people and they're always inviting me to races and they're always like come join us, come join us, but at that point in my life I was overweight and the thought of that just sounded painfully not inviting. Mm. And when I decided to get healthy, Three years ago, um, my friend kind of was always like, you know, I kind of was in a place in my life where I had to pick of what could I do that was affordable, that I could get movement and that I didn't have to go to a gym because at that point I was about three hundred and fifty pounds and the gym terrified me quite literally. And my friend was like, why don't you go for walks, get moving, get your steps in and it just kind of, well, evolved through that. Mm-hmm.
1: In in that kind of beginning stage of that process. Um, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those questions where it's, it's like, maybe it's impossible to answer, but like, like, could you have ever even seen, you know, running like, like, so you're getting some movement, some steps, um, but like, was there any amb- ambition? I, I and, and again, I mean, you know, you got you got running friends that are like, you know, come on, get some movement. We'll walk with you, whatever that type of thing. That support, which is which is something I, I like to think the running community is pretty pretty well known for. But I mean, I don't know. A terrible question, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Any, any idea, you know, how deep this wormhole was gonna go three years ago?
0: Honestly, no. Yeah. I honestly never even thought I would have stepped foot in onto a race, let alone running marathons. No. Um, I kind of literally had a distaste for sweating, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> like I'm always was that person that was sipping on my coffee and looking out the window and would see that person running by and I would think, why are they doing such a god awful thing at such a god awful?
1: uh <laughs>
0: Now I'm a part of that group, right?
1: Now you're one of those god-awful people doing (laughs) god-awful things
0: at god-awful hours. Yes. Um, And then, you know, living for the porta-potties lines, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We've all all been there.
0: Yes. Um, I would truly say that a lot of... I am fueled by when people say, it's not possible, you can't do this, is that is when my mind... Goes Well, yeah, you can. Let's prove them wrong. And I like to jump into going into it all crazy. And another thing that kind of sidesteps to that is that throughout this journey is I'm a person that is fueled by needing a challenge. Um, I'm goal orientated and kind of in the sense of if I'm not having a bigger challenge, I don't have something else to keep working towards. I probably would have quit if it wasn't for running. I probably would have given up and not have accomplished the, the weight loss and all the other things that I've accomplished over this last three years.
1: Gotcha. What were some of those, you know, with that in mind, a, a kind of goal, goal oriented, goal motivated. Um, what were some of those early goals that, that really kind of got you, got you started?
0: Um it's kind of like a snowball effect of when I started my journey, I chose to, I was at a point in my life where I had struggled being overweight for most of my adult life of being over, overweight. And I struggled with a binge eating disorder and um, just a lot of chaos around me within my life. And I was ready to make a change. And so when I started my journey, I went, um, all like processed foods, refined, all those things, sugar, alcohol. I completely did a cut for two months, um, November and December. I went like completely, I did a cut to detox, um, just from years of binge eating, you know, the yo-yo dieting of do this diet, do that diet and you lose weight. Right. And then And then it's too hard to sustain and you go right back. And so I kind of from that point, it kind of just the one percent better daily was my motto of how can I just constantly improve myself by one percent? Because when you do too much right, then that is chaos and overwhelm and then people get fed up and then they quit. And so my theory was to just keep going and, you know, changing daily things by one percent.
1: Well and that and that's one of those things that at least at least for me, it sounds so obvious because like one percent like you can move the needle one percent like there's a lot of ways to move the needle one percent um but it's it's sometimes it's it's I don't wanna say it can be a struggle, but maybe it can be a struggle because you don't necessarily see one percent every day like you know you can do it, but it's hard to see, but until you look back three weeks, three months, whatever and you're like holy cow like that 1% every day has has mm-hmm. you know become a thing become a thing
0: well um david uh, giggins goggins goggins yeah goggins um early on i had been reading one of his books and his mindset was just always small habits take time mm-hmm. and they build right and so that was my mindset of something that i read from his And I was like, well, that's doable if you just give it time because anything worthwhile, you know, takes time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: And so I truly think that from reading that, that I kind of was just like, I knew from my personal self that if I did too much too soon, too fast, right? You quit. Mm -hmm. And so I knew if I just took it in small steps and, at that point I was so overweight that it was tipping the needle every day because I literally at that point, my journey in the very beginning for about the first, like maybe about seven months is I was dropping between three and seven pounds a week just because it was such an excessive, um, lifestyle change that the weight was just dropping for me.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Well then, then I guess my, my thought comes then, um, Maybe almost the opposite or the inverse of what I just said, where you're not seeing the progress the way you were. But then, yes. what happens when all of a sudden that that massive progress, like you said, whatever it was, the first handful of months, six, seven months, you stop seeing as much, you know, massive progress? To, how, how did that impact your psyche?
0: Well, then I would say at that point I was already because I did my first race, my mm-hmm. first 10k in May of 2021 is when I got that, that feeling of that crossing the finish line, I was hooked and running, that it was no longer really about the results of losing weight. It was more at that point, I kind of had found through that six, seven months that working out, running, it really eased my depression, my anxiety, and my PTSD. And it kind of... Um, that was enough for me, my mental health of working on that, that I was like, I was hooked. I needed the running. I needed the exercising because that is what made the rest of my day go a hundred percent better. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's certainly something that, um, I mean, a lot of us, myself included can, can, you know, the, the days, days that start with a run, or at least that include a run. But for me, they tend to start with a run. Um, you know, just it just everything goes better. Not that everything's great, but everything's better because we start yep. with a run.
0: Um, I typically was always a person um, that I always previously, you know, when I was starting, I was always having to work out at night. And so that is like what got me through my day mm-hmm. is like, OK, once it, I get that time of the evening, I get that. That alone time. I am a mom to four kids. So it kind of was like a, it was guilt-free time for me Mm -hmm. that I felt like I could go do that activity. I could go run. I could go work out, lift weights. And it was guilt-free time that I could do for myself and not feel guilty for doing it. Not that we should. And I tell that to people is you shouldn't feel guilty. But we as parents, I say we tend to have a lot of guilt in that sense. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So that that first 10k race um, mm. I mean you kind of said that the finish line was pretty felt pretty pretty awesome um but what about before the race how what were, what were the thoughts feelings um, maybe nerves going into this first and, and like you said earlier that was your first race it wasn't like unless I mis- misheard you uh, there weren't shorter things before that so this is the first race first experience what was what was kind of going through your mind and, and thoughts leading up to that
0: Well, at that time I was still, um, around about 230 ish pounds, I think about then. And my fear was being slow, Mm. not looking like other people. I, I was so worried about being out of place and feeling like I'm the slow-mo at the back of the pack. And I was very scared at that point to be left behind and be that one person and look like the one person that didn't belong there. But I, my crazy running friends, as I would call them, they signed me up for uh, the Snohomish women's run. And it was probably the best race that I could have chose because it was, you know, women uplifting women. And so, it wasn't necessarily more of what I see now at races of the typical runner look. Um, I say that in the sense of because at a lot of races, we don't necessarily see representation of bigger people. Mm -hmm. And so I think that can be intimidating at races when we don't see representation of, um, moving in bigger bodies right um i'm very profound in sticking to what i i started with in the beginning which i was very big and i didn't look like a person who belonged and so i feel that is so important is that we have representation so that those people that are seeking to get active in the bodies that they are in Mm -hmm. they're not fearful to show up at these things, right. and I was very fearful at that time to show up.
1: And and when you got there, were those those fears calmed a bit? It sounds like that might have been the case, but but like we yes. didn't see people it, that look like you, basically. Is yeah. what I'm trying to say,
0: right? It was like a race that had a lot of other women and people that were just there to enjoy themselves. It was like more of a no pressure race versus what I'm at now, right. where I'm at a lot of races where you know you typically just don't see people in bigger bodies at these races. Right.
1: Um, So the the first race experience, I mean, like I said, we we talked about the finish line a little bit, went well, but like the race itself, go, go
0: fairly well. It did. It was amazing. I think that's probably what captured me in running is that there was so many people along the line, you know, along the sides, holding signs, cheering you on, high-fiving. And I kind of, I digged all of that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Everyone just saying, keep going. You got this. At that time, I truly was a turtle, too. <laughs> I think I was maybe running like an 18 minute mile. Um, so I definitely felt like it was a great experience to boost me to say, this is awesome. This is fun. This is a very welcoming community and that's where I went went with that is that I felt it was very welcoming and maybe if it would have been a bad race experience I might have not have right you know continued on. Well yeah of
1: course because I mean it it, it at the end of the day um I mean even if you would have and, and again, I mean I don't know how hypothetical it makes sense to even get, but like you said, if it would have been a bad race experience, maybe you continue to to run on your own and, and and do some of the things that were clearly, you know, changing your life and seeing the benefits from um, but yeah, you know, if that first race experience is just not good for all kinds of reasons, and you felt unwelcome and like you didn't belong, um, you know, like why would you want to go back and try it again? You know, like like we we try it. I don't know. You, as a kid, you try whatever. You try Brussels sprouts. You're like these are gross, and it might take you 30 years before you try them again. You're like, well, God, Brussels sprouts are actually really good. Um, yeah. Maybe a terrible example, but that's one for me, and it's just like. Like, you know, you try a race and you, it's, it's a terrible experience. Well, why would you, why would you be going back and, and who knows what you miss out on then because you enjoy it and it becomes a thing. So, uh, I'm, I'm glad that that experience was, was as good as it was. Um, how long before, you know, going back to the thing you said earlier about liking to always have goals and things to work towards, um, and, and, you know, a little bit more doing more, how long mm-hmm. until you're like, all right, 10 K got that sorted. Uh, what's what's the next thing? What's 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 this half marathon business about?
0: Um, I think then I ran my first half marathon about I think four months later. Okay, like I literally went like, okay, 10k, this is good, this is great, I got this. Um, I'm like, okay, let's do a half marathon. Why not? Um, so I signed up for a half marathon and so. That would have been October. Yeah. So my first half marathon was in October. So maybe a little bit more than okay. that. Right. Because that would have been May to October was uh, my first five months, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Half marathon and training. I think for me, it's more about within the training, the process of because I did suffer from binge eating and I did um, struggle that the regiment of knowing that if I stay committed to choosing every day to eat healthy to get my movement in to go for my miles to do my strength training that regiment just kind of just kept me right it kept me going Mm -hmm. and I think that is why I was chasing crossing the finish line because you've paid for the race right Right. (laughs) Those things aren't cheap. You've paid for it. So if you paid for it, my mindset was, well, I've paid for it. So then I've got to show up. I've got to do my best. I've got to give the training my all. And I, so I think that regiment just kind of fueled my other disorders to just keep pushing and to not give up. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of struggles within my personal life that I think I needed that regiment to keep me going.
1: Yeah, there's, there's been, I mean, I've, I've said it, I know other folks have as well. And, and, you know, certainly when times are tough, we're like running is like, whether it's the, it's the me time, whether it's just the stabilizing, it's something I can count on and obviously working out any type of th- those types of, 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 activities that you can kind of, you know, like they're there and, and you don't have to question whether they're there. And, and especially, you know, one of the beauties with running, um, is, you know, the, the, the road is outside. And so I can get outside and go like I like the gym might be closed if it's certain times or certain hours or whatever. I have to get there and that's a pain, Uh, but I can always get outside and at least get that. Maybe it's 20 minutes. Maybe it's 30 minutes. Maybe it's an hour. Maybe it's two, whatever, whatever you need, Mm -hmm. Um, especially when life's a little bit on the chaos side. Um, At least at least running is something that can sort of be relied on, hopefully.
0: Um, and I'm not going to lie that I think too, with every race that I attempted a bigger mileage is. So then when I started doing the training for the half marathon is I got a little bit more time, right? Mm. You got, so I think it is the time that got me hooked is that, okay, well I get guilt free an hour and a half now to go out and go get my quiet time to get my run in. And I think that is what kind of hooked me is that guilt-free quiet time. And the longer the distance, the more, the longer (laughs) you're gone.
1: Right. Right. Absolutely. So how did the first half marathon go? Was it as every bit as exciting and good as the, as the first 10 K or was it that step up in distance a little bit more of a challenge than you expected?
0: Um, It was a little bit more of a challenge. I was fully prepared for it and I was fully trained for it. And I had a huge group, like my, all my crazy running friends, they all signed up for the race too, so that they could run along and cheer me as, you know, we're we're all doing our different thing, but high-fiving each other. And so I really felt that it wasn't as hard as I was expecting it to be. Um, I really worked really hard in my training to, cause everyone's like it's mental, right? Right. Running is a majority of a mental game. The physical aspect as well. Yes. You need to be able to physically do it, but it's more mental.
1: And so how did you like, how did you find the mental side of the sport? Is is that come that take a lot of work for me? I guess the context of that is I've long said that like the mental is, is a big, I don't want to say hurdle, but like maybe my weaker link, um, and and I feel like I'm getting better and, and you know, practice and, and, uh, you know, running more races and running more miles has helped that. And obviously, you know, learning from experiences. Um, but in that, that first half marathon, the mental piece, was that, was that a, ch- a challenge for you?
0: Actually, I want to say, no, it was not because I truly say that within the mental aspect of, I have had a lot of life struggles. I've had the harder things and I feel like almost that. Because I have struggled so much in my life that the the piece of the pain and the grit that comes within running the mental side of if I can just run more, mi- one more mile, if I can go just one more mile. And that's really my mantra when I am running is when I want to quit and I want to give up is I just say to myself one more mile. Mm-hmm. And I think that made my mental game much stronger because I refuse to to quit on myself I refuse to give in I'm not a quitter and I don't like to give in to um I'm always telling my kids is we always finish what we start and I think that probably gives me the greatest advantage is that I have a no quitting attitude and that's across the board in life is that I refuse to quit yeah Um, oh sorry go ahead and I mean, I've had some hard challenges. Uh, I've been homeless. You know, I'm a single mom to kid, to four kids. And so I truly say that if people say to themselves, "Don't quit on yourself. You got this." Whether it looks horrible or not, whether it's slow or it's fast, it may not be the fast to someone. You know, you might be running slow to someone else, but that could be someone else's fast. And that is truly what I think.
1: Yeah, I, I totally believe that it's, it's, it's all relative. There's you know, there's, there's plenty of people who, um, my best day would be their worst, but my worst day would be their best. And, it, and, it, and that, and that's it, not just me, that's everybody, you know, no matter where you are front of the pack, middle of the pack, back of the pack, um, you know, just getting started. There's people that are wishing they could even get started, you know? And, and so it's, it's, it's absolutely, that's a good perspective to have. Um, first half marathon goes, goes well, well-trained yep. it was a struggle, but you got it, you got it done. Didn't quit. Um, I guess, uh, you know, f- same question as before, how long before you're like, all right, if I can do 13 and I can do 26, you know, let's, let's double this joker up.
0: Well, it was like, if I was doing the half marathon and then I signed up for more races because honestly it's the finish line, that mm-hmm. chase of conquering, signing up for the race, training for the race. You've paid for it. So now you're showing up, Mm -hmm. you're going to do the thing. Um, I kind of, so that was October was my first half marathon. So then one year later, so year two, I was like, well, I need to up it. I kind of was getting, honestly, I was getting bored with the half marathon. At that point, I think I had ran three half marathon races and um, I was kind of like, this is boring now. I need a new goal. (laughs) I need a new goal because that is what keeps me going is having a goal to be working towards something a little bit just more unattainable, a little bit harder. And so it keeps me focused and keeps me dedicated on a daily basis. Right.
1: Um, Keep getting that 1%.
0: Yeah, that 1%. Exactly. And if people truly let go of that, the thinking that you have to see results in one week, two weeks, and think of it in a perspective of, I'm looking ahead at six months of what has changed in six months versus the daily little things, then you can gain a whole lot of change in a long, you know, in an amount of time. And if people let that fear go of, I'm not seeing it right now, yeah. the it's game changing.
1: Yeah, it really, it really truly is. Um, so how did the, the, the build for the marathon go? I mean, you know, we're, we're taking it day by day and, and following the, the steps and, and building as we go. Um, but training for 26.2, you know, that's a thing. It,
0: It's a thing. (laughs) Um, It's a thing. It, I took on a um, 20 week training plan. So I spent five months training for it. And um, I think I had, by that time, you know, my running circle had grew. There was a lot of different diversity in that group. And they were always talking about the love hate of a marathon. They're like, everyone's got to do a marathon once. It's hard, right? But you got to do it once. And so that is why I chose chose to do it. And I had been following at that time, a gal called Sandra Moloch, Big Fit I Run. Um, She had a magazine called um, Run Your Life. And um, her message, she was a marathoner for the Seattle marathon and her message of just anyone can be a runner. You can move in the body that you're in. And she just kind of, um, her content spoke to me in the sense of it's painful, it's gruesome, but it's also exhilarating. The the distance, um, the pain from it, I think is what I really, why I love it.
1: Mm, mm. Um, 20 weeks of training. And again, again, I feel like I'm asking the same question, but, but just for a different race, but, but Lord knows for at least for a lot of us, you know, every race is different, but certainly as you step into the new distance categories, you know, sometimes all the fields come back again. So going, you know, getting ready, you know, training has gone hopefully fairly well over the course of 20 weeks. Um, It's race day. What, what, or maybe the day before, a couple days before the race, what what are we thinking? How are we feeling? What's, what's the mindset going into the first 26.2?
0: I was ready. I was ready to crush it. Um, I was like, yes, I got this. I don't know that I'm 100% ready. I'm like, but I was ready to go crush it. That night, I barely could sleep. I was so nervous. <laughs> I think I literally managed two hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. just from nerves and, and my, I don't want to miss my alarm, right? So I couldn't sleep and... I was super excited to, cause she's another fellow, um, Sandra Moloch from Big Fit I Run. She was another IG person. And so I was really excited to go meet her there at the race. And that is why I landed on the Seattle marathon is because I wanted to go, she was running it and I wanted to go meet her at the race. And it was just that day. It captured me the distance because if you run, or if you've run any longer distances, it's like the first 10 miles is nothing, right? You're just warming up, you're just like getting in your groove, and then, you know, by mile about 14, 15, you're like, okay, (laughs) all right, why am I doing this? You know, and then mile 18 hits, and you're like, oh, this is getting hard, I'm getting tired, right? Mm -hmm. And that, the the concept of I want to quit starts to, um, creep in around. I would say I hear it from a lot of people is that it starts to creep in around 18 miles of the, I want to quit. And my motto is one more mile, Mm -hmm. one more mile. You can't quit today. One more mile. And by 20 of that first marathon, I was zonked. I was, I was like, I was hitting that the runners, like, Mm -hmm. I'm exhausted. I want to quit. And Sandra had bumped into me throughout the race a couple of times. We high five each other. And so I kind of felt like those high fives were like, okay, I can't quit. I got to finish this. I wanted that medal. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So I would say by mile 23, I was dead. Mm -hmm. Like my legs were done. I wanted to quit. But again, I say to myself, one more mile one more mile and when i finished it i think it was the most like exhilarating pain in the world because you're like dead you're done your brain is toasted and you just want to lay down but then you cross it they put the metal on and you're like yes Mm -hmm. i did this i did it and i fell in love with that pain (laughs)
1: yeah it's it's um every time somebody tries to explain the feeling of the first marathon finish uh and, and I mean you get it at the at the shorter distance it's not like a marathon snobbery necessarily but I feel like the marathon finish line for some and myself included it's one of those like it's it's all the feels but impossible to really verbalize but everybody that's like oh yeah i know I know i yep i get it i know, yep. it. I know it i know it I know the feeling and I can't really you know put it into words any better either
0: truly you really can't put it in any other words and i feel it's different for every person but it's the you you've conquered it right you've gone through 26.2 miles of pain and i i'm not gonna quit i'm gonna get that medal and then you reach those last few steps and you're like yes (laughs) yep I'm there. I'm done. I can stop moving now. Absolutely. Which, which then that now that I'm running multiples, um now I have to up my game again. Yeah. Now I'm kind of getting stationary in twenty point <laughs> two.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a slippery slope to be on, Danielle, because it I just you know there's, there's never, a, there's, there can potentially never be a finish line. You just keep going and keep going and keep going and, whew.
0: Well, um, I am going for. So this, the concept of this multiple a month, did not start here. Of course it doesn't, right? Right. Us runners, we always we're like, no, 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 we're gonna stop. No.
1: Yeah. I I only laugh because I've been, I've been around this long enough to know that like, yeah, that's what we always think. But like, yeah, Yeah. I don't even think that anymore. I just know. I recognize.
0: Yeah. You recognize like, yeah. So a friend of mine, like one of my crazy running friends was like, you know, there's this thing called the marathon maniacs. Mm. And I was like, marathon maniacs. And she's like, yeah, there's these, there's a group of people that you know, by running X Y Z of multiple races in a row, you get a bravo, right? You get to pay for it. <laughs> another, thing you get to pay for, <laughs> and you get to pay for it. But you get to call yourself a marathon maniac, and I'm like, oh yeah. Well, well. So then I had to go home. I had to look it all up, and I'm like, well, okay. I ran 26.2. I can do this again. And again, people are like, well, why can't you just go out for a run? I will tell you what, I'm one of those people that I'm just lazy enough mm-hmm. that without the signing up of the cost behind me for the race and all those things that I won't go out for a long run. They're like, well, why can't you just go out for a long run? And I won't. Mm-hmm. I just, I won't do it. And so I need to be signed up for races. I need to be having that goal of, well, i signed up for it. i paid for it. I'm not losing that money. So I have to do the work and I have to show up. And so I kind of was like, all right, Marathon Maniacs, three marathons in 90 days. I'm like, so that's one a month. I can do that. That sounds like fun. And so 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 the
1: obvious question,
0: which maybe is what you're getting to, why,
1: like, why make it 12 if if three and if three and three will get the job done, why, (laughs) why go 12 and 12?
0: Well, OK, so then another I w- I'm at my second marathon. I was at my second one and throughout the course I hit um, I, I had to scramble. I was originally my second marathon was supposed to be BMO up in Vancouver, but I had some stuff happen at home. I couldn't get up to it. So I had to scramble and find a different um, marathon that was, you know, within a close, reasonable distance and in my time frame. Mm-hmm. And so I found one that was just across from me, not too far, but I had no time to prep for the race. I had no time to look at the course and it was an all literal uphill race. (laughs) 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 It was 26.2 miles of just gradual, complete uphill and it was brutal. And I hit my wall at about like literally 13 miles in and there was a nice lady that was passing me and we started talking and she was a marathon maniac mm.
1: well i in in i don't know if it's in her defense but in nobody's doing a 26.2 mile uphill unless they're a maniac so they, like it, it had the shoe has to fit that it's a maniac marathon maniac mecca right there
0: right i was like the shoe just had to fit on this one and we were she was talking to me she was an older lady and so you know she was able so I wasn't keeping her back by, you know, her running with me. And she was like, Oh, so, you know, we were talking about goals, and I was like, Well, this is my second marathon. I'm I'm attempting for three and ninety for the marathon maniacs. She's like, Well, I'm attempting marathon number eight for the marathon maniacs. And I was like, What do you mean? <laughs> She's like, Well, they have a bigger goal of the extraordinaire of you can run twelve in a year and it's an even bigger title and you get an even shinier medal and a bigger bravo and i was like well okay that sounds better
1: (laughs) and here we are halfway halfway
0: through here we are halfway through and halfway through now i'm kind of like well we, us, we're we always running you know we're always planning we're always like well what's the next thing and my mindset was like okay not that I don't not that 26.2 isn't still hard right now it's still hard but I'm like I'm gonna need a new goal after I finish 12 I can't not not have another goal so I was like well let's run an ultra yeah, yeah let's throw that in that sounds fun <laughs>
1: yeah well i you know I shake my head and kind of chuckle, but like yeah i i mean I've pretty much done all of those things too, so i you know i i whatever like i I laugh because i know i know i know the the process and I know how this this all plays itself out um curious danielle if uh and, and like you said marathon it's still hard, I don't think the marathon ever gets easy it, it maybe maybe it gets easier but never easy, but I'm curious if running one a month has made it get a little bit easier for you or at least maybe the logistics and planning or just kind of how is it different when you know that like all right I'm running one and next month I'm running another one and next month I'm running another one
0: I would definitely say from a logistical standpoint and all of that now that it's it's like I've become a robot like I have the plan I have my strategies down I mean I'm gonna be on number seven here in in September so I feel like I finally have gotten my groove in the sense of all my strategies. I know what I'm doing. I know what to expect. I know where I'm going to hit my, I've been able to now plan. And my last two marathons have actually gone very well, meaning I haven't hit the wall. I've properly hit all my different, my fueling gels. I've hit all my electrolytes. And so I'm not running out of energy at the end. Whereas I feel like the first couple marathons, I was just struggling to get to the finish line. And I kind of feel like now I've I've found my groove. Yeah.
1: That's, that's a game changer because it's, it's, it's still a lot of time on your feet and it's still 26.2 miles. And there's, again, there's no easy way to, to, you know, cover 26.2 miles on, on foot. Um, but at least if, if, you know, you can trust that, like, it's not going to be, I guess you can... Maybe not always trust, but at least pretty good chance that it's not going to be a death march for the last, you know, three miles, five miles, whatever it is. Um, that's that's a burden lifted for sure.
0: Yes, and I would also say that you know, again, with training, with every day, um, I'm getting better, I'm getting stronger, my endurance is getting better, so I feel like I'm maybe finally starting to hit that groove of where it's. I wouldn't say it's getting comfortable. Right. But it's getting manageable Th- yeah, it's getting yeah. man
1: well and and sometimes i I don't know if I wonder is the right way of saying it, but like you know when when we run any type of race, but we'll go with the marathon since that's what we're talking about when we run a marathon in isolation, you know you build up for it you know, twenty weeks, sixteen weeks whatever whatever the 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 training time that you need and the the longer the runway the the more flexibility you have in the, in the build up but you train up for this race and you you, you know hopefully everything goes falls in line and training goes well and you run a good race but if you don't have another marathon on the docket for another 8 months or 12 months or maybe you don't even have one at all so who knows when the next one's going to be um you know you're not going to stay at peak at, at at or near that peak volume um and and I mean that's natural I, I don't mean that in a in a negative sort of way you're just you're just going to bring it down and maybe you bring it down to where your long runs are 10 miles or they're 15 miles or whatever, but it's not 18, it's not 20. Mm -hmm. And when you know that like, all right, I got to recover from this race, but then I got another race. Like I've got a couple weeks in there. where I'm going to get a couple good training runs in, but like, I mean, I better get a few miles in at least like, and maybe Mm -hmm. you don't need 20 miles every, every long training run because you're running 26.2 every month. So you can get away with, but it's just, I don't know. I just think that there's, there's some level of, to your point, you're getting stronger every day, but also because the volume stays, high enough in that Mm -hmm. broader sense. Um, it's not a detrain retrain cycle as much as it is of just kind of maintain and keep grinding.
0: That's basically where I've kind of landed in my strategy now is that I'm just at maintenance. I'm not dropping and going like up, down, up, down. I am just running my marathon race. I then take the next four days off to just let the legs, Mm -hmm. you know, recover. I do say I stay active every day and walk a 5k. Mm -hmm. I do not just do nothing because otherwise the legs just, my legs will kill if I don't do some type of walking. Um, And then I will hit races are always typically is on Sunday. So then by Friday I go and start my typical weekday runs. So mm-hmm. I run a 10K during the week and then I do rest day on Saturday, but then I walk a 5K on Saturday and then Sunday is my long run. And I stick to trying to maintain about 13 to 18 miles on my long run, just depending on my schedule with home. So, which and is, that's-
1: Which is perfect. Uh, yeah. You know, you get to fit it into the schedule and life and all that type of stuff as well, obviously- but, but again, I mean, you know, with the fact that you're never that long from a marathon in the past, you're not losing Correct. all that fitness by staying active and, and maintaining. So, like, you know, some 13s, some 16s, and 18, whatever, how it shakes out, five weeks later, good to go 26 again.
0: Yep. And that's basically where I've landed in that is that I'm like, I don't need to overdo it. I don't need to train anymore. I'm at train. Mm-hmm. I'm there. So it's just about maintaining and keeping those legs fresh and saying, Hey, remember you got to do this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, shifting gears slightly from specific races and kind of the specific progression to, to maybe zoom, I don't know, zooming out maybe a little bit, but as we're, as we're getting close on time, ultimately, I got, you know, don't want to take up all of your day today. Um, you know, in the last, in the last couple few years that, that, you know, running has become a part of your life and, and obviously a big part of your life and, and lots of changes in general. Um, it sounds like things went relatively smoothly, at least from a running perspective. Um, Have we glossed over some, some, some more challenging moments? Have there been any injuries, any, any real struggles on the, on the running front in the last, you know, two, two plus years that you've kind of been in the game?
0: Um, so because of my friends, they're, you know, they're all the runners and I've kind of just picked, I have a medical background. Mm. Um, so I get the mechanics. I get treating your body well, right? And with getting healthy, I've chosen you've got to keep yourself healthy. And then all my running friends around me, I see injuries, injuries. And what comes with injuries is lack of mobility, Mm -hmm. right? Lack of strength. And so when I did start my journey, I got very big into lifting and strength training Cause that, that was a big calorie burn, you know, mm-hmm. all the, everyone says it, do your strength training. So I was already hooked on strength training. So it wasn't, I noticed that a lot of runners struggle with strength training and mobility and just being in the healthcare, I am big on staying flexible. So in that sense for me, it's not been an issue because I do yoga daily I do my strength training. I and I do my um, mobility exercises every day because I do want to be injury free. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I, I chuckle sometimes with runners when it's a, it's. I chuckle because <laughs> when <laughs> because I want to shake them and say well, why aren't you doing your mobility? Why aren't you doing 20 minutes a day of simple stretching? Why aren't you stretching before your runs? Why aren't you stretching after? Mm-hmm. I understand the mechanics behind why it's so vital yet. So many runners don't actually do it. Right.
1: I, 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 chuckle at myself mm-hmm. because I, I preach all these things and, and I'm at best half baked at at following through and actually doing them. Um, but i almost wonder and and i'll ask your opinion on this if if you've thought about it before or or not um but maybe the reason it's i don't want to say the reason it's easy for like for me it's like i want to run right and like i want to strength train and i want to do the other things but like i prioritize the run and if the other things fit into the agenda they fit into the agenda but like running kind of came first and then i know i need to do these other things because you were doing those other things kind of, as you got into running, Mm -hmm. um, almost like when you get a puppy, you can train, you don't have to train a a bad habit out of them. Like you just train the good habits. Like, like you were doing that from the get go. So then you start adding running in, but you're already doing the strength training and you're already doing the the yoga, the mobility too. So it's like, it's already just part of the routine or part of you, you have your kind of schedule. You're not trying to add something new after the fact, if, if that logic of somehow I don't want to say it's not, I guess maybe not doing that stuff is a bad habit. But we like running. So we're just going to keep running until we have to do something else. But you started from the get go. So like, you just keep, keep on keeping on.
0: I truly think that that is like the biggest blessing for me is because that was something I was doing in the very beginning before I was actually considered as a runner. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was just already in my mindset. It was something that I already had to do. It was already on my checklist. And I couldn't not do it because I didn't en- I do enjoy weightlifting and I do enjoy the strength training side of things. So I was like, well, I can't not do that. So mm-hmm. I guess in that retrospect I was lucky because it was already in me to do it. Right. Whereas I just hear runners left and right. I hate that. I hate that. And it boggles my mind because I'm like, I get to take out all my anger on the weight.
1: <laughs> See, and I can't even say that I hate doing it. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy the feeling of of, I guess I don't necessarily enjoy the soreness, but I kind of do, right? Cause it's like a job done. And like, I, I know I'm getting stronger as a result of it. Um, and yet too often it's just, it's it, like I said, I don't make the priority of it. Like I, I get it, my runs done first thing in the morning and then it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'll, I'll use strength training as a break somewhere during the work day. Cause I am lucky enough to do this for a living. So I work from home and like, I can I can control my schedule. I can, I can get a strength training session in later this afternoon. And then it's, you know, there's this email or there's this, that thing. And there's this other thing. And then pretty soon it's dinner time. And it's like, Oh shit, I haven't done any strength. Oh, well I'll get it tomorrow. And then, you know, we know how that but,
0: goes. Yes. Well, I do have a mindset for you on that. <laughs> so I have this theory of if you schedule it in, right, you put it on your calendar, you, you put time in your day to answer your emails, to go on a social media, is If you put it on the calendar, you schedule it in, then it's that thing you've got to check. I am a person that has to check the boxes every day. Mm. Have I done this? Have I done that? And I truly feel if people put in that mindset of it's a requirement, you have to do it right. versus... Eh, Right. Right. Like I'll, I'll get it done later, and then later comes, and then you're busy, and then tomorrow comes, and then the next day, and then before you know it, you're two months in, you haven't done any, and then you get a little stumble, <laughs> right, <laughs> and then your injury, then yep. you have it pop in,
1: and, and then you have no choice but to do it, and then and then yep. the whole cycle repeats itself because you're like, all right, well I'm feeling good now, I'm strong again, I'll I'll get to it. Yeah. No, that's that's a good that's a good one. Just schedule it. And non negotiable.
0: That's truly how I say it. You've got to just put it in the mindset of it's non negotiable. It's a requirement. Because do you all enjoy being, you know, having all these injuries? Like, I'm like, do you enjoy? I've asked this to people who repetitively, I have a friend of mine that's a runner, and she's like on injury number five for the season. And I'm like, uh, you you, do know what could avoid this, right? right? Right. You know, I'm not saying that I can't get an injury, but by doing the right things, right, you can prevent injury. And honestly, my my goal with that is that it's the long term goal is I would like to be 80 and still running. Yeah. Right. But if we don't do the work now, right, then we're not going to be able to run at 80 if you don't do those things now. Right.
1: Which which goes back to the one percent, you know, can we get one percent a little bit stronger, a little bit more mobile, a little bit more like, you know, and and how that plays off as the miles creep up as the age as the age number keeps creeping up. Like, yeah, it's, it's the little, I call it the little things, but it is a little thing, but it's a big thing.
0: It's the little things, but it turns into a big thing if you don't do it and then you have repetitive chronic (laughs) injury, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Don't want to, don't want to do that if we can avoid it. So, um, well, good. I'm glad that you've been, you know, as, as healthy, uh, avoiding injuries as you have been, and, and clearly you've got a good, a good routine there. So <laughs> keep on keeping on, and keep spreading the word on scheduling it, making it happen, because uh, there's there's a fair few of us runners, and again, I'm firmly in this camp that like that know we need to do it, but we don't always do it, and so those reminders are always helpful. So do it. Yeah.
0: So Schedule it, it in. I'll do it. Non-neg-
1: yes, ma'am. Uh, last but not least, philosophical question, um, which is kind of like the introductory question. We'll make it very open ended and, and kind of let you let you take it where you want to go from here. Um, and this one it doesn't come off of my my typical philosophical question list, and maybe it's even less philosophical. Maybe it's a little bit more practical. I don't know. But um, you talked earlier about kind of representation and seeing the the, the value of seeing people that look that have bigger bodies that, that look like you, especially that first race. Like, I don't know if I'm going to fit in here. Am I going to be so far last that, you know, it's, 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 I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but just like, I don't want to be that one that really stands out in the crowd. Um, And so I guess, I guess my, my kind of closing question is, is for those of us that, that, that have been running for a while, maybe for you now that, that you, I don't want to put words in your mouth again, but maybe you blend in a little bit more, or at least, don't, don't feel like you stand out as much as you maybe felt like you would have two years ago. Um, I guess the question ultimately is how do, how do we in the running community, however we look, whatever our size, whatever our shape, whatever our, our age, um, how do we put forth the most welcoming vibe on race day? Um, Because, because, and I say this with, with all the love in the world, you know, when it's somebody's first race, no matter what they look like, big, big small, whatever. you, you can kind of see if you've been ra- racing long enough that like, oh, this, this person, this is, this is new to them. Um, how, do, how do we make those folks feel welcome enough so that they can have the kind of experience you had on that first race from your perspective, of course, but like, like to really make it welcoming and like, hey, this is a, this is a, a fun place. This is a, a place where I can be myself. I can run my own race and I might enjoy it enough to actually come back and do it again.
0: Um, so for me personally at races, um, I definitely do like to look out for that person that definitely looks like the first, you know, that's their first race. And, you know, I just always like to go up and introduce myself and say, Hey, how, you know, your first race or, you know, how's your, you know, your day going. And I like to be that person that welcomes them to joining in. And, you know, if they open up the chat to wanting to talk, that's great. Um, my big thing is I always try to along the course line, right? is so here's my thing is I am that slower person on the course, right? The faster runners, they're zooming past me and in an odd sense of a way, I get annoyed and I'm just gonna say it from a tur- team turtle standpoint. I get annoyed when all the fast people are just zooming past me and they say things like you got this and I get it. It's coming from a place of they want to say, you got this, you can do it. Right. But I also then feel like it's like them saying like in a sense, like I kind of feel it's like them patting themselves on the back. Like, Hey, I'm zooming past you. I don't want to feel bad for zooming past you. So I want to say, you know, you got this. And that kind of irritates me a smidge. And my motto is when I'm running along and I see maybe someone struggling or I see someone going slower is I just say hi or I just say have a great race, Mm -hmm. you know, things that are non in the sense of referring to pace Mm -hmm. because it annoys me to a sense that. And maybe maybe I'm taking it in the wrong way, but and maybe runners don't mean it in that sense that are zooming past. But I kind of find it annoying.
1: Well, that, that's that's a good that's a good thought because it, it is one of those things. And in, in not to go too morbid, but I I, I feel like uh, it's not I'm not going to go morbid at all. But like like sometimes we say things to help ourselves feel better. Um, mm-hmm. and and it doesn't help the person who's, and again, not just in running, but who's in the struggle, who's in the, is in the rough patch. And maybe it is as, as a running situation, like, like my, my, uh, not to, not to hijack your, your philosophical question. My, my pet peeve is always like, you look great. It's like, I know that right now, like, like if I'm struggling or if I'm at mile 22, Mm -hmm. like I don't look great. Like that's, (laughs) you're lying to me. (laughs) Um, so, and it almost would be better to not say anything else or to your point, like, Hey, good job. You know, like, like, have a great race. Like that's, that's, that's a simple one, you know, like, like, yeah. and, and it's hard to take that one the wrong way. So um, I think that's a, that's a good perspective of just like, keep it, keep it, keep it simple, keep it encouraging, but not like anything that could possibly be demoralizing or demeaning or like, like, you know, you got this. Well, yeah, I know I got this, or yeah. I don't know if I got this, but it, you telling me I got this, doesn't make a difference one way
0: or the other. Correct. And I just truly would love to see more of the running community not be so hyper. I get it. I PRS, you know, faster pace, the BQing, I get it. It's a need for some, right? For a big majority of the running community, it is a need, but there is a lot of us that just want to show up to races to have a good time, to not be against the clock. And that is where my, my pet peeve, with that comes from is some of us just want to enjoy the run and we're not there to, you know, worry about PR. I always stay out of the way. I know I'm team turtle and I know people want to be zoom and pass. And so I, I respect that and I stay off to the side and I stay in my area, but I think there's a space for all of us and it doesn't always have to be about PRs and speed.
1: I agree. I agree completely, and and I'm glad that you found your your place in uh, in the community, and and certainly continuing to 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 do your thing and and keep going bigger and, and better. And goodness gracious, who knows where that's going to end up? And y'all, if you want to follow along and and see where where she finally just draws the line and says, All right, enough is enough. You know, whether it's it's 50k, 50 miles, 700 miles. I don't know if there's a 700 mile race, but somewhere along the line, we'll see how we'll see how she keeps going. Uh, on the social medias at wow, wow, Danielle. That's two wows. Wow. Wow. Danielle on the social medias disruns.com slash 1190 disruns.com. One, one, nine, zero links photos, the whole nine as per usual. So uh, Danielle, thanks for, for making the time today, getting up early. The kids stayed asleep. We were worried about that beforehand. And it was, I probably jinxed it now, but we're about, we're about done. So they can, from my perspective, they can wake up for your perspective. Hope they stay asleep for a little while longer, a little more peace this morning, but uh, thank you for the time today, my lady and, and keep, Keep doing your thing. Keep pushing yourself. Keep getting 1% stronger every single day. And uh, maybe, I don't want to say maybe most importantly, but certainly continue to inspire folks along the way because you you, you do a great job of that. And uh, I'm glad we were able to connect and maybe do this again at some point down the road. But, but thank you for your time today and, and nothing but the best going forward. Thank you. All right, y'all. Thanks for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. As always, hope you enjoyed the conversation today between Danielle and myself. And uh, also, as always, if there was something that stood out to you, some little, little nugget that you're still chewing on, some little takeaway, if you will, I'd love to hear it. I'd love it if you share your takeaway from today's episode. Ha! Huh, threw, threw you for a loop there, didn't I? Yeah, I kind of threw myself for a loop. Anyway, it happens. Anyway, as always, I'll share my takeaway first, and if you've got something to add to it, please feel free to do so. Uh, for me, the takeaway, I think, I think it was it was an obvious one. You know, from the the moment it kind of came out in the conversation, I was like, oh yeah, this is this is it for me today. And it's the idea of that one set one percent a bit of progress every day. And and I think this is one of those takeaways. I mean, there's a lot of takeaways that are that are relevant, I think beyond just running, but this is, this is one of them, right? Like, like how can you be 1% better maybe as a runner today, maybe as a, as a parent, as a spouse, as a partner, as a son, as a daughter, as an employee, as an employer, um, you know, how can, how can you move the needle in as many aspects as your life in your life, uh, as possible, just 1%. And, and I think if I'm honest and I look at, I look at myself, I I've, I've gotten into a position, um, in a lot of areas of life, quite frankly, if we're being perfectly honest here, where where things are pretty good. And and maybe not completely intentionally, but maybe somewhat intentionally, I've, I've allowed myself to get a little bit complacent, right? Like, like to tread a little bit of water. And in theory, like that's not the worst thing. Um, but also in the bigger picture, you know, if you're not growing, that's that can be problematic. Certainly from a business perspective, you know, but but from a relationship perspective, right? Like if, if if Rebecca and I's relationship isn't isn't growing stronger, um, if my relationship with 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 Addison isn't growing stronger, um, that's over time, that can be problematic. So so this was just a good reminder for me and, and again, whether it's talking about running and fitness and health and stretching and foam rolling and those types of things, to get better a day, but also beyond that, a a good reminder for me in my life of, of how can I move the needle on the business? How can I move the needle in our household? How can I move the needle in our retirement savings or long-term planning or, or whatever it is, all of the things, quite frankly, how can I get 1% better in as many areas as possible every single day? And trusting that 1%, like we talked about with Danielle, it's, it's, it's maybe not obvious from day to day, but when you, when you look back Six weeks, six months, and heaven forbid, six years. If you can do one percent most days every day for six years, <laughs> got something. You got something. Um, and of course, obviously, if you continue to expand it beyond that decade, two decades, um, pretty powerful. Pretty powerful by by just getting one percent better every day. So that's my takeaway. Just that reminder of of how can I be pointed in the right direction in as many as many facets of life as possible. every day and keep doing that, keep showing up, keep being consistent with that 1% game changer, game changer. So that was my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from Danielle's story that uh, was your takeaway for today? If you're willing to share it, I'd love to hear it at disruns on Twitter, at disruns on Instagram, at disruns on threads. I guess I guess we've got to say add disruns on X. I mean, I don't know. We, whatever. Add disruns on the social medias. Uh, of course, you can also send an, an email to disruns at gmail.com. And if you're so inclined as to head back to the show notes for today, if you're not already there, if you're, maybe you're listening to it on the show notes, just scroll on down to that comment section. Down there, beneath the write-up, beneath the photos, beneath all the, the random links, there's that comment section. Feel free to fill in to your little heart's content what stood out to you from today. Share it, and I would love to, to read it and hear it and respond and maybe maybe spark a conversation because it's always, always fun when that happens as well. Uh, but disruns.com slash 1190, Dizruns.com slash 1190. will get you back to the show notes for today if you're not already there. And, of course, again, that comment section down there at the bottom. So with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up, y'all. Be ready on Race Day. It is available. There is a link right there on the, the show notes page today as well, up in the corner. If you listen if you're looking at it on a proper computer, it's up on the corner. If it's on your phone, you might have to scroll down a little bit. Some one of those sidebar scenarios. Uh, but you can click click on the, the book cover, and uh, like I said, that'll take you to be ready on raceday.com. You can get some sample chapters, or if you're just like, yes, this is what I need. I need this thing to help me make a generic plan not generic i need this to help make a generic plan a one-size-fits-all plan make it my own be ready on race day just search for that on amazon or kindle get yourself a, a, a printed copy and i don't know what's take two days three days something like that to get to you or a digital copy it'll get there immediately one way or the other get yourself the book put it into practice because that's what matters the most you can, you can read all the books you want but if you don't put it what you're learning into practice it doesn't really move that doesn't really move that needle one percent for you there you go look at that how's that for a tie back Almost like I've been doing this for over nine years. I don't know. Anyway, be ready on race day or be ready on race day on the Amazons. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up, y'all. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Thanks for taking Danielle and I with you today. And until next time, be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Later, y'all.